When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy Monday. How was your weekend, Kat? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. You? Good. Uh, yeah, you know what? I fucked up a turkey pretty badly this weekend, actually. Wait a minute. It wasn't Thanksgiving this weekend. What are you doing having turkey? Ah, well... I, you know me, I like a good sale from time to time. And this week, turkeys were on sale. All yeah. the ones they didn't get rid of for Thanksgiving. So I went out and I bought, for the first time ever, a butterball turkey. And I thought, okay, well, it can't possibly be that hard. This is like the fast food of turkey dinners. It came pre-stuffed and everything. I thought, yeah, let's try it. Let's do it. So I put it in the oven. But the problem is, I did not read the instructions first. And I didn't know that you were supposed to cook it from frozen. That seems crazy to me. No wonder it took seven hours to cook a seven kilogram turkey. <laughs> it's fucked up. Mm. Anyway, it was awful, but I did live to tell the tale. No mm-hmm. salmonella. Knock on wood. So far, good. we're good. Uh, there's a lot to talk about here today, Kat. First off, we heard from Doug on the weekend. <laughs> Actually, it was on Friday. He trotted out half an hour late, by the way, and did his news conference to unveil The QR codes. Did you download yours yet? Your official uh, secure one? I certainly did. You know what I don't understand is, uh, and I'll play a little bit of Doug in a second here, but we waited and waited and waited for these Vax passports to come out because apparently the idea never even crossed their mind until the day that Doug came out and said, we're going to do this. So they brought in MLSE to do this, and, and they did deny that there was any... The, the fact that MLSE got their capacity raised at Scotiabank Arena and BMO Field. Uh, Doug insists, no, 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 there was no favoritism for MLSE. They just helped us develop the app. I don't think it was that hard an app to develop. Now, I'm not a developer, but it reads a QR code. I mean, your phone could already do that. So I'm not quite sure why it took so long to develop this, but hmm. I think I was expecting more. I think out of this secure vaccine certificate, your scannable code. I was expecting something kind of slick and high tech and neat. I thought, wow, they're going to sync everything into this. It was kind of lackluster. It looks like a letter from your boss that happens to have a QR code on it. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for my, yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it feels like the same thing as giving out the other piece of paper that we had to do before this. Um, but some places, by the way, cause I went to go, I went out to eat yesterday, so they had to see the paperwork, but they didn't even scan the QR code. Really? Yeah. Which hmm. I thought was kind of strange. I thought, well, why did I even do this even then? <laughs> like, why did I do, why did I go out of my way? Maybe they just weren't ready yet. Maybe they weren't prepared. Maybe they also wanted to give people some time because I know if you missed it. So for example, my dad's birthday's in January. He didn't do it Friday. He couldn't get on yesterday. He had to wait his turn. So now today's the day where everybody can. But he couldn't because he missed his window on Friday. He couldn't Saturday and he couldn't yesterday. So I think that a lot of businesses were probably giving people time to do that. Maybe that's why. 
I found, I don't like, I mean, I don't like it. I wish we had an app. Like, it would just be easier if there was an app for it. So what I did was, after I got my QR code, I put it in a note. And uh, I have an iPhone, so I put it in a note. And then underneath the note is a picture of my ID. So now, I created a shortcut with a shortcuts app so that when I just click that shortcuts app icon there, boom, up comes my QR code and my ID back to back so I don't have to pull my ID out plus show them this. That's what I found was the quickest way for me. I know some people have managed to, you know, put it in their health or their, I guess there's a way to put it in your wallet, but it's very, very difficult to me. Like, it's not easy. Uh, So anyway, that's the way that I did it in case anyone wants any tips or or an idea. Um, But I don't, again, I don't like it. Why don't we have an app? I know that businesses have an app. Why can't we have an app too? Well, this is the thing. I mean, you know, we've got two apps that we don't need and we're missing another one. We already had that COVID tracing app. Okay, fine. I don't know what the fuck it does or if anybody actually goes in and tells it, yeah, I caught COVID. Tell everybody I know. I don't know if anybody's actually doing that, but we have that app. And then we've got the app that came out last week, but that one's just for businesses. And I think by and large, regular people thought they were supposed to download the app. No, that's just for the businesses. But there's really no reason they couldn't have put your Vax app in the app that businesses use. Everybody would have one app. You just open it up to show your Vax passport. And if you have to scan somebody, you can do that in the same app. It doesn't make sense that there's one app for businesses and then another one that doesn't have an app that probably should that actually has what most of the Vax people need. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, (laughs) coulda, shoulda, woulda. I don't know why they don't ask people before they do this shit. Like, was this mlse's idea because i'll be honest with you i'm a little underwhelmed but nonetheless let's hear a little bit from a very rare appearance from doug ford on friday and they mean we have the best chance to avoid being forced back into lockdowns that nobody wants much like if you stop saying it it'll go away doug stop even talking about lockdowns the vaccine rollout we asked Ontarians to pull together, and you've responded once again. And for that, I thank all of you. Starting today, individuals born in January, February, March, and April can log on to Ontario's vaccine portal to download their enhanced certificate, which now includes their official QR code. Tomorrow, individuals born in the months of May to August can do so, followed by anyone born in the months of September to December on October 17th. Why does he sound like he's out of breath? He's standing still. Doug, what's going on? <laughs> Did you watch the news conference? No. Uh, we already it was knew okay. what to expect, by the way. We already knew what to expect. Yeah, I mean, the announcement was leaked in advance, so we knew what was coming. Uh, let's hear just a little bit of some of the Q&A that Doug did with the reporters. I'm hoping you can explain what happened last Friday when, uh, you know, late in the day, your government announced the limits lifting in huge stadiums, but not for restaurants, gyms and bars. Um, The small business community is very upset about this and they feel undermined by your government. So can you explain what happened and what do you say to those small businesses who have said that your government has continually undermined them throughout this pandemic? Well, first of all, my heart breaks for the small businesses. I'm I'm a business owner myself. I I fully understand. Um, And we've been there to support them, by the way. We've given small businesses to a tune of $4 billion in support. We're there for them. We need to support them. And I'll tell you what happened last Friday. We had a consensus. We had a consensus 
around the table and with the chief medical officer, and I'll be handing it over to the chief medical officer in a second, with the chief medical officer, the health table in, in a sector um, that has very, very strong protocols. And we're going to get to the, the restaurants. We're going to be rolling out a comprehensive plan, a one uh, that will withstand the test of time. And I'm not going to rush it because anything you do in this pandemic, you rush it, it can come back and, and uh, backfire on you. You know, I mean, I agree with him that if you rush it, it can come back and backfire on you as it did in waves two and three. <laughs> but <laughs> nonetheless, he didn't answer the question. And I think that that's a, basically a slap in the face to businesses. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> because we had a consensus is not an answer, Doug. God damn it. These businesses are hanging on by their fucking fingernails. And, well, we had a consensus. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! You have to tell people, yeah, we like big business more than we like small business. Fuck small business. Mm -hmm. We like big business. Say that or say, you know what? We completely screwed up. We dropped the ball. We thought people would be happy that we were increasing capacity and they would know that we're getting to small businesses eventually. We didn't anticipate the backlash. We're sorry. We're going to fix it right fucking now. Instead, I he didn't do a thing <laughs> except make us wait until this week. To announce that this Friday, there won't be capacity limits. He still hasn't even formally said that yet. I just love the way that she asked the question. So nice. So professional, right? Like, they feel as though they're being undermined. No, I saw a lot of just, fuck you, Dugs, everywhere. <laughs> That's, like, don't you wish... Don't you wish they just ask him what they want to ask? Like, everybody is telling you to go fuck yourself. How do you feel about being told to go fuck yourself constantly, especially when it comes to this issue? Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to ask him that. I just want to ask him point blank. You know, there should just be a great big booth set up outside Queens Park where if you're a small business owner, you have to take turns going and you stick your head in it while Doug comes up and kicks you in the ass. And then he just moves on. You just end up with a bruised butt and carry on. When he says my heart breaks for small businesses, I don't even think small businesses are on his mind. I don't think it even yeah. occurred to him. I'll be honest with you. When they announced that stadiums were going to go to full capacity, which, again, I'm in favor of that. I think that's good. I think we should all be getting towards that if we've got this VAC system going. Great. But when he announced that but nothing for small businesses, it honestly crossed my mind that the Minister of Tourism and Recreation, Lisa McLeod, fucked up. I thought maybe Lisa wasn't supposed to announce that yet. Maybe she got ahead of the program or spoke at a turn because I thought there's no way this is intentional that they're leaving small businesses behind, but allowing big businesses blatantly to carry on. But I mean, that's true to form. Doug did it for shoppers. He did it for the superstore. He did it for Walmart. He did it for all the big box stores throughout the pandemic. I don't know, other than handing out a couple of bucks here and there, and it was never enough, what he's actually done for small businesses. Because the vast majority of small business owners that I talk to have had to come up with their own solutions. Mm -hmm. They've had to help themselves around the regulations that got in their way. Yeah, It's just such a, a shitty, slimy thing to do. Well, we had a consensus. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> a consensus on what? Why don't you name names then? Why don't you say these are the ministers that supported allowing big businesses to reopen and the smaller businesses to continue getting screwed? And these are the ones that wanted small businesses to open. Why doesn't he just say that? If you had a consensus, who was consenting on this? Say it. Name names, Doug. Because right now, you're coming off real fucking slimy. And, like, you guys are scrambling 
Did you seriously not anticipate that business owners were going to be angry about this? Major miscalculation. I feel like a lot of the time he'll ignore topics that he doesn't really actually want to look at head on like that, right? If I just don't talk about it, maybe they'll fucking pretend it didn't happen. No, they'll think it didn't happen. Like, no, eyes are on you. We certainly do. Yeah, and I mean, he's got it set up so well. Give this guy credit. He, he's got the media down to five questions with a follow-up. Right. Five questions out of the entire press corps. And even in that, I mean, there's a lot of things people want to ask him about. That was a COVID news conference. And the very first question or second question, I think, was about rebuilding Highway 413. I get that you don't get a chance oh, to ask the, the premier questions very often. But could we please try and stay on topic media? Oh, he loves talking about highways, though. It's his favorite fucking thing to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I just don't. You gotta make, don't... build a highway out of cookies. We're gonna build a fucking cheesecake highway. Yeah, I've got a new idea for a highway. It only goes to Tim Hortons. It's the best, most convenient <laughs> highway ever, folks. You can only get to Tim Hortons on this highway, and there's never a line in the drive through It's revolutionary technology. It's great. Folks. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! You know, I don't want to shit on the guy. I mean, I I, I just can't help it when he fucks up at every single turn. Mm-hmm. Do you guys not ask people, how is this going to be perceived? How is this going to go over? If we do this, tell us what the unintended consequences are going to be. They don't think ahead. All of this was so unnecessary. Even if he had said, Listen, the leaf season starts this week. The Raptors starts next week. It's a sign of progress. This will encourage vaccinations. Stadiums can go up. And as soon as the new QR codes kick in on the 22nd, then all of the smaller businesses will go. Here's your window to get ready for it. But by not saying anything about it when they allowed stadiums to go to full capacity, he just pissed everyone off. And it was not necessary. Fuck. Fuck. Shit. (laughs) Well, anyway. And I, I don't know. I mean, if you're in the IT team at MLSE, uh, good for you. You got the QR codes out. But, I mean, anybody can create a QR code. That's just a QR code on the same thing we already had. So I don't know why that took a few months to develop. But if you think about it, remember the grassroots one that was going along a couple weeks ago? Everybody was talking about it. You could add it to your Apple wallet. Mm-hmm. How did those developers get that done basically overnight? But it took MLSE a month, and it still isn't what people wanted. It, it's mind-boggling really i'm thinking about tattooing mine on my ass my qr code might as well Well, that's my qr code yeah you want to see my passport hang on a second i gotta undo my pants (laughs) you bent over a little more for you (laughs) um before we go any further can we talk about this giveaway real quick because we we talked about it at the end of friday's podcast so and maybe you didn't get to the end of it i know there's some people that only get the chance to listen for 20 minutes 30 minutes at a time and friday's podcast was quite long but at the end we did make a big announcement and hopefully you had a chance to listen to it but we're very excited about the fact that we found out recently we're about to hit 1 million downloads on this podcast and that was since we came to our current radio station at 915 the beat Unbelievable. So we wanted to celebrate, and we figured, how do we celebrate this? We can't, we can't throw a big fucking party right now with everybody. Um, so, so what do we do? So why not give you money? Everybody wants money, right? Yeah. Sure. So People we're gonna, need money. People need money. You want it, and you need it. And we wanted to thank you guys for being such amazing, loyal listeners, and we're giving away 1000 bucks. and here's how it's going to work. At some point during this podcast and every podcast, until we hit that $1 million mark, which is going to come very soon, we are going to give away... A passcode 
password. It's going to be the podcast password. We'll tell you what it is, plain and simply, in this episode at some point, and we'll hand up the number when we do that. Uh, but you're going to text that word to a number that we give you, and just like that, you're in for the draw. And we'll do that as many times as it takes before we get a winner. One text per episode, please. We'd appreciate that. Um, and then you're in for that draw, and then we're going to give away a, a grand cash, just like that. Let's do today's passport, no, password, podcast We're already fucking this up. I know. They kept telling us over and over again. So what are we calling it? It's the podcast password. There it is. Okay, it's in our notes. We just didn't read it fully. (laughs) So here's today's word. And again, you're going to text just this word to 519-571-2328. 519-571-2328. Today's word is passport. P-A-S-S-P-O-R-T. Go ahead and do that right now. Again, you only need to do one per episode, and you are in to win. Today's word is passport, 519-571-2328. Okay, let's get on to a couple other things here. I do want to talk about the four-day work week because I'm already seeing people shit on it, and I don't understand why before you even heard the details, but that's coming up. Hooters has made a change. They've made their shorts even shorter, addressing a concern by many a many a pervert out there. What's a concern? <laughs> I don't know. Who the fuck has a problem with the Who walked into Hooters and said, well, the shorts aren't very short? You know, it's so funny because you've got people who are, and maybe they're both. I don't know. Maybe you can love them equally. But you always know you're either a butt person or a boobs person, right? So for the people who are butt people, perhaps they felt a little bit left out, even though Hooters is on the damn title of the restaurant. So maybe they felt as though the butt didn't get good enough representation and they couldn't. They wanted a little butt cleavage. They got a little boob cleavage, wanted a little butt cleavage. I don't know who asked for it, but it, so they're actually going forward with changing it. How short are they, though? They were short before, weren't they? I mean, they're the same length, but I'll be honest with you. I'm not very good at identifying the styles of women's underwear. So I think the old ones, we would call those, would the old ones, the, the orange ones, be boy shorts? Is that what we would okay. call those? Okay, so what do we go from, like, boy to booty? This, these are more like booty shorts. or okay. I mean, the article kind of calls it a thong. I wouldn't call it a thong. It's not that small, but it does show off a lot more ass. So okay. if, if wings, tits, and ass is on the menu tonight, Hooters is the spot for you. These ones... How can I describe this here? Um, I'm staring at a picture of them right now. They're nice, but they do show off a lot oh. more butt. And I kind of see why waitresses aren't very comfortable in these. <laughs> Those are underwear. Those are not shorts. Those are underwear. I've got underwear like that. Maybe a little bit smaller, but still, that's closer to underwear than it is to shorts. Well, initially, they put out a memo to all staff saying, hey, this is a big thing because we're very iconic and everybody knows our brand. We're going to make a small change, and everybody's got to get in on this. We're doing new shorts, and yeah, they show off a little bit more of your bum. However, if you don't want to wear them, no problem. We can reassign you into a non-hospitality position, or you can quit. It was basically a, if you don't like it, we don't fucking care type memo. Mm -hmm. Since then, they've retreated on that, and they've made the new shorts optional. Okay. You'll still wear the the those amazing Hooters nylons, but you'll have a, a little less covering up your actual bum. Do you think, by and large, Hooters servers are going to be, if it's an option, as opposed to them being told to do it, I would think more people will wear them if it's presented as a choice, 
right? Yeah, I, maybe, but I do think that they should do their own test to it. Honestly, they probably they know that they'll get tips based on how attractive people find them because some people who go in there, I know this is going to surprise you, go in there because they expect to see some good-looking women, right? So if that's yeah, the case, sure. if that's the case and you get tipped well, maybe you want to try a little experiment. Like if I worked there and I would be willing to wear either one of these, then that's what I would do. I'd be like, you know what? One Saturday night, I'm going to wear these ones, and then I'm going to compare it to the next Saturday night and see if my tips changed. And then maybe I'd be more likely to wear the skimpier ones if I did make more money. And I think that's what it's going to come down to for a lot of people. If you want to see the new short shorts, they are on our portal at scottandcat.ca. I... uh, I, I like them. They look nice. I don't know if people that uh, work at Hooters are going to love them, but they're there if you want to see them. Let's go to Atlanta now. A man went to the Waffle House late last week, and he decided to order some breakfast. He ordered eggs with cheese. Hmm, okay. The waitress brought most of the order, but forgot his eggs with cheese. So he complained. Uh-oh. She then ended up bringing him the eggs. They didn't have cheese on them. The guy's like, for fuck's sake, come on. So he complained again. Then they came back with his eggs with cheese. And he thought, well, I better check this just to make sure that they didn't butcher this somehow. So he was kind of inspecting the eggs and then the commotion. People started running. He looked up and the waitress was pointing a gun right at him. She had had enough of his (laughs) shit. She pulled a gun on him. Because he complained. Here is a little bit of that customer describing this encounter. They got my cheese is wrong. It all was just a normal dispute over food. I would never in a million years think that it would come to gun violence. Like I said, I'm looking down at my food trying to make sure it's right. And um, I see people just running, you know. So that's when I look up and she had the gun at me like this. Then I was like, you tripping. You ain't finna do nothing. And she caught it back. So I'm like, well, maybe she is going to do something. <laughs> she was like, she'll blow my brains out. I was fearing for my life. Like I said, I had been shot before, and I just lost a brother to gun violence. America's a strange place when people just randomly have already been shot once before. What? I've never been shot personally, but... <laughs> and what, okay, that, that should be shocking to anyone hearing it. And also, just the fact that that waitress had a fucking gun with her at work. Like, what is happening? Didn't just have a gun. She had a gun on her. It's pretty quick to be able to say, oh, you want to complain about your eggs, eh? Fuck you. (laughs) And just pull out a nine. What? That escalates so quickly, doesn't it? What the fuck is going on in America? Holy shit. We'll get to the... Wait a minute. Hang on a second. Whatever happened to just spitting in their food when you're angry at them? That's what we used to do. (laughs) Back in my day, you used to just spit on someone's food when you were mad that they were angry. You young people are doing it all wrong. You don't pull out a gun. You just spit in it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know if this has actually happened to anybody listening, but I feel like it's a story worth telling. A woman shared this on TikTok, and I kind of sympathize here. She had ordered delivery of breakfast. She ordered breakfast 
and an iced coffee. She ordered it through DoorDash. So DoorDash did what they do. They showed up with her order. They placed it on the porch. They were on their way. Snap a quick picture. You're good. So the DoorDash driver took off and the woman went to get her order and then realized, oh, this is a problem. You see, the driver set it down on the porch like they're supposed to do, but he put it a little too close to the door. So the woman couldn't open her door or it would have tipped the coffee over and she would have wasted the whole fucking thing. Oh, my gosh. You can see how this would happen. I mean, if you have a door that opens outwards, that could happen if they leave the order too close to the front door. I never even thought of that. Never even thought of that. No, that never would have even crossed my mind. And part of the problem here is she lives in a basement apartment. There's only one door. So what do you fucking phone 911? You try and climb out one of those tiny little basement windows to get a coffee? Or do you just tip it over and hope that not a lot spills? In her case, I don't even know how she ended up getting the coffee, but she did share the video on TikTok and thousands of people have weighed in saying, yeah, put it on the porch, but not right in front of the door. I wonder if delivery drivers are aware of that or do they do it just because they can laugh about it when they're driving away? (laughs) Good luck. I'm sure they wouldn't do it on purpose for sure, because you could alter your you could change your tip at any time. So if that was, you know, you, you were really looking forward to that hot coffee and sandwich and then you're like. Holy shit, man. Like, I can't even open my door. I'm going to knock it over. Then you might be likely to go hop back on the app and be like, no, fuck you. I'm not giving you a tip. So I don't think that they would want that. I don't think the driver would want it or do it on purpose for any of those reasons. Hmm. Yeah, I I tend to think it was nothing sinister either. But uh, either way, an interesting problem. And maybe keep that in mind. If you're one of the people working for one of those delivery apps, buy the door. Not right in front of the door, not too close to the door, particularly if they have that screen door that opens Mm -hmm. outwards. That's where you would mainly encounter this issue. A couple of things that happened on the weekend. Number one, we have another Kardashian ready to walk down the aisle. (laughs) Is it Courtney? Is it? It's Courtney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know which one Courtney is? Like how, how well versed are you on your Kardashians? I know Kim. You know Kim. Okay, and that's where it ends. That for you yeah. is like, I know that, and that's what I know. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. the other ones, I know that one of them's Courtney, and one of them's, uh, uh, which one is there? Chloe. There's Courtney. Chloe. Yeah. Yes, there's Courtney and Chloe, and don't they have another one? Oh, there's well, Kylie. There's, yeah, and? Chris. Chris Jenner's the mom, right? Correct. There's one more sibling, though. Oh, two oh, more siblings, technically, but the one is like disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, there's Kendall. Oh, Kendall. Supermodel. Yeah. Yeah, that's she, right. You know why you know why you remember her last? Because A, she's in fashion, so maybe you wouldn't know. And also she's not she doesn't have a lot of drama in her life. Uh, that Kendall. She so really she's doesn't. the one she's the boring Kardashian because she lives a normal life. Or the smartest one. Like I don't know. It, it depends how you how you look at it. There's also Rob. Oh, Rob. Rob. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Rob, Rob, Rob. So yeah, so Courtney is engaged to Travis Barker. The drummer from Blink-182. You bet your ass. Um, by the way, he was on, this happened by uh, right after uh, SNL, a, a day later. But he was on SNL this weekend. For those that didn't get a chance to see, he was on with uh, Young Thug. They have a song together, so he was drumming away. She was behind the scenes there. And then they went to some kind of exotic beach location, of which I, I don't know. And he proposed to her on the beach. And, of course, as it goes, because it was a kind of a public spot, there's lots of video of it and photos of it. 
I I think I like these two. I think I like these two. I don't think I don't see anything wrong here. It seems as though she's really happy. You know, she was with Scott Disick for like nine years, three kids, and she refused to marry him. So, you know, this girl is actually getting married for the right reasons. It's someone that she wants to be with forever. She never really had that towards Scott ever, ever. So I'm happy for her. That's great. And Travis seems really happy. He got on a plane for her. And that's what I like to see because Travis, of course, I think most people know, was involved in that horrible car cra- or um, plane crash several years back, uh, and he didn't go on a plane after that until recently with Courtney. And I probably wouldn't either. If you survive a plane crash, yeah. it's kind of like, huh, I survived that. No more planes for me, but I got lucky. That's how I would treat that. But good on him. And he seems to have done a beautiful job. In addition to the ring itself being very nice. That's a big bonus. He had the beach set up perfectly. I'm looking at the picture you posted and assuming those roses didn't grow in the sand. So he must have ordered those and had them set up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's got money. I mean, he's got money and she's got money and they wanted to make it look good. It is a Kardashian engagement after all. So I like that. The four-day work week is on the table, and I am really fucking happy about this. This is something that we have been talking about for years on our FM radio show and also on the podcast. Yesterday, Stephen Del Duca, the leader of Ontario's Liberal Party. I'm not a fan of Del Duca, by the way. I'll just say that now. So please don't accept this as an endorsement for the Liberal Party. I don't like them, but I'm going to tell you what their idea is because it's a good idea. A four-day work week. In this province, we are so opposed to change. Anything we suggest, no matter how good or practical an idea it is, there's going to be a lot of people that have a problem with it, and I'm already seeing people throwing up objections and red flags, even though they haven't even heard the full proposal yet. So let's iron it out. Here's how the four-day work week in Ontario would work. You would do the same amount of hours. You would get the same pay. But you would do it in four shifts instead of five. If you typically work a eight-hour day, five days a week, okay, there's your hours. But maybe you could work 11 hours. Maybe you could work 12 hours, four days a week, and have a long weekend every weekend. That's one idea. Maybe You work similar to how many other people work in the four days on, four days off. So if you work Monday to Thursday, you would be off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Then you go back to work and do four days from Tuesday to Friday, Mm. and so on and so forth. It's amazing to me how many people are shitting on this already. Is there a downside to this? Because so far, yeah, it's just the idea of change. Mm -hmm. And and it seems like the first question that people ask the first objection they throw up to this is oh well what about the schools the schools it's going to cost me a fortune in daycare no it would actually save you money in daycare or it cost you no more than it costs you now it's very simple the kids would still go to school five days a week the teachers would be in on this four-day work week and they would do a four-day week so in the same way that that kids go to school now from say Let's say 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. Maybe those are your school's hours. They would still do that Monday to Friday. Over the course of a week, maybe your kids do an hour of math every day. Okay, well, maybe they do an hour and 10 minutes of math every day or an hour and 15 minutes of math Monday to Thursday. 
Friday instead of math. Maybe that's the day they bring in their French. It would still work out to the exact same amount of curriculum hours. The teacher would only be there four days a week. It would be the teacher that teaches the other subjects there for a day. And then oh, so on and so forth. Rotating. Basically, be like rotating so you'd have different days off. Right. I mean, it's basically seamless. They could snap their fingers and do it right away for high school. Elementary school, eh, it's going to require some juggling, some rescheduling, but it would actually open up more teacher spots. Hmm. And that's great news for those that are in teacher's college ready for a full-time gig. I don't see what the problem is here, Kat. I mean, you're working four times instead of five. That means one full day less of commuting of brown bagging it or takeout lunch, one less day of 407 tolls, one less day of sitting in traffic, one less day of whatever bullshit your boss heaps on your desk, it would be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what comes of this. I Part of me who's the pessimist thinks nothing will come of it. Um, I know obviously they have to be voted in, they say, but would... As an example, would the conservatives take a look at this now and go, well, fuck, if they're offering that, then we should maybe look into that? Do you ever see a, a situation where they would do that, too? Here's the problem with politics, Cat: is it's very political and nobody wants to acknowledge that their competition has a good idea. Even though there's right. no monopoly on good ideas, uh-huh. nobody's going to acknowledge it. And it's funny because I didn't hear about this yesterday from Del Duca. Stephen Del Duca, by the way, is not even in the legislature. He's the leader of the Liberal Party of Ontario, but he doesn't have a seat right now, and he won't until likely June when we have this election. The uh, uh, If you don't know who Stephen Del Duca is, think back to the Kathleen Wynne days. And if you didn't like Kathleen Wynne, you're going to fucking hate Stephen Del Duca. <laughs> he is that guy. I'm not a big fan of him either, but I'm totally willing to acknowledge that this is a good idea. And when I woke up this morning, my Twitter timeline filled with conservatives saying this is bullshit no fucking way it'll never work why are we doing a trial when it's already been trialed in other countries and yeah it has been trialed in other countries and the results were astounding workers were more productive better work-life balance saving money from the commuting and the dining out and all that shit there's a lot of reasons it's a good idea so the conservatives i think are probably instinctively thinking Shut it down. This is not what we need right now. It's going to give too much attention to Stephen Del Duca and the liberals. So they're shitting all over it. I don't understand why. Hmm. Doug, Doug, hello, are you still listening? Doug, here's what you do. You (laughs) should just come out and say, you know what? I mean, if there's interest from the people of Ontario in studying this, then yeah, by all means, let's study it. Let's study it from the perspective of business owners. Let's study it from the perspective of, of employees daycare workers and more let's study it if people are interested in it that's all he has to do is say yeah sure we can totally study it i'm not going to commit to anything and to be honest with you i don't even know how you legislate it anyway yeah i would think that it's impossible because there's so many unique circumstances this won't work for everybody retail for example yeah industry it varies by industry right sure it does now this is something that might appeal to office workers manufacturers the tradespeople. oh You know, you could extend your useful life working by a lot. Uh, People that work in the trades, that's a very physically demanding thing. If you only had to do it four times a week instead of five, but you still made the same money, why wouldn't you do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, and it is very industry-specific. 
I don't know how you legislate it. So I have a feeling what we're going to do is they'll say, this is what we want to do. Here's the incentives we're going to offer to businesses who do do it. End of story. Do it if you want. We'll make it worth your while, but we're not legislating it. That's probably the best way to do it. And that's all Doug has to do, too. I just wish that we could have this conversation. But now that it's been brought up in a political setting, it's going to be very polarizing. If you're on the left, oh, yep, we got to get behind this because it's a liberal policy. If you're on the right, oh, no, oppose it at every turn because it's the liberals and we don't want them to get elected. Why can't we just say a good idea is a good idea or it's a good enough idea that it's worth examining? There's already people in Ontario that are doing studies on this, that are trialing it. The data is right there. I think that any company who figures they can make it work should make it work. What a great work-life balance. I mean, maybe you're dealing with employees that have been working from home for the last year and a half, and they don't really want to come back to work. They might be looking for another gig. You could be down another employee. Well, maybe instead of work from home, you suggest to them, okay, we we do need you in the office, but it's going to be a four-day week instead of five. What do you think of that? Yeah. Give people the flexibility. Let's have a discussion on it. I mean, maybe it's not practical, but I at least think we can talk about it. Yeah, have the conversation. And and again, it it would vary by by industry, like we mentioned. So, okay, but what would make it work for that industry, whatever it might be? Will Mm -hmm. it really be like a not not happening in one of them? Or is there a way that we can work around it so that everybody's happy? Like, I don't know. And maybe you come to the conclusion that, no, you know, it does work in some countries, but not here or in some provinces it might work, but in others not. I don't know why that would be, but maybe you find out that way. I'm not sure. But I know that we could, that here's the thing, is that we could make it happen. We could make it work. But people are, like you mentioned from the beginning, are afraid of change. And we didn't think that we would be able to work from home, did we? Before the pandemic, nobody ever thought that companies would still do well if they had employees at home, depending on what industry you're talking about. But here we are. A lot of industries not only have managed to do well enough, but surpass expectations to the point where they're selling off their locations and keeping employees at home. These are probably the same companies that thought this could never fucking happen. So if you come in with the mentality of this will never fucking happen, I doubt that. I I think it could happen. It's just a matter of we need to take that step to make it happen and at least start asking the questions. Yeah, I I really like this idea and I'm a huge advocate for let's at least try. Let's study it. And maybe we do study it in education. Maybe we study it in manufacturing or in office jobs, whatever. Let's try it. What have we got to lose? Because it seems like all the other jurisdictions that do it love it. There's health benefits to it. Hey, imagine life if you were a fifth less stressed. Imagine if you didn't have as many money concerns because, hey, an extra day a week of not driving. Or an extra day a week to get your shit that you have to get done, done. (laughs) There's only so many days that we get off. And if you've got to jam all your personal stuff into those two days, your Saturday and Sunday, uh, that sucks. It would be great to have a little more free time, but not sacrifice any income. Don't shit on the idea until we've heard the proposal. That's all I'm asking you is keep an open mind because I think this is a major step forward. I'm shocked it's the liberals putting it forward, but hey, uh, like I said, there's no monopoly on good ideas. A good idea is a good idea, and I'm here for it. 
Man, I could go on for hours today, but we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, – no, I could, but no, it, it was – No, this good a, shit. This is good stuff, though. Like you said, we've been talking about this forever, so the fact that that's actually a conversation that's happening for real is great. I love that the Buffalo Bills are finally getting a little bit of respect from the NFL. Tonight, the Bills play Monday night football. Right on. What's your big plan for tonight, then? Oh, I'll be watching football. Oh, I Go know Bills. that, but, like, what do you got? You got, like, a food combo going on? Like, that's a big deal for you. Yeah, it is. Now, it's a Monday night, and it's a work night, because I'm still working five days a fucking week, but... <laughs> <laughs> we could have fixed this fucking problem by now. Well, case in point, you want to talk about industry specific broadcast is an industry where this probably wouldn't work for the vast majority, because no matter what, there's going to be people working throughout the week. So there'd still have to be radio shows. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to stay up and watch the first half. Good. I am going to probably do something a little gross, but not over the top gross. I'm thinking wings. And yeah. nachos. Yeah, you, you like want to go. Yeah, you don't want to go too heavy because you do have to get up early the next day, right? And I don't want to hate myself afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. have a great Monday, everybody. We will be back with another episode of After Nine tomorrow. Don't forget to input your podcast password: five one nine five seven one twenty three twenty eight five seven one beat is the number you text. It's uh, passport is today's word. Good luck. Virgin Galactic plans to offer commercial flights to space, but the start date was just delayed because they had to refurbish the spacecrafts. A refurbished spacecraft? I don't even like it when Spectrum gives me a refurbished cable box. The new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, is out. You can tell times have changed because now we're all rooting for the guy wearing a mask. Of course, Michael Myers is a little older. In one big fight scene, Jamie Lee Curtis hurts Michael by hiding his blood pressure medication. Colin Kaepernick revealed that he has maintained his 5 a.m. training regimen in case he gets called back up to the NFL. But the Giants are still going to stick with their current quarterback, a scarecrow on a Roomba. DC Comics announced that the new Superman will be bisexual. Yes, they uh, also announced that the Riddler has always been down for whatever. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.